What do Ween, David Lee Roth, and Mastodon all have in common? Well, stay tuned to this week's episode of Rock Strikes 10 to find out. Hit it. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes, leaving a comment, hopefully, and never missing one single episode. I thank you very much, everybody, for tuning into the show. All right. This week's show... And it's a little late, I do apologize, and this theme itself is a little late for me, but uh, I want to send a massive hello and shout out to long time, like probably the first listener cnjradio.com ever had, Mr. Adam Arthur from Ohio. Thank you so much, Adam, for sticking with us all these years. He sent me a request forever ago saying, hey, could you work this song into a show? I would love it if you did and uh, originally because I'm a little crude to this band uh, I I thought it was going to be on the comedy rock show that I've been trying to put together for a while but I listened to the song I downloaded it legit and it wasn't very funny it's a good song (laughs) so I was like okay I gotta come up with something else for this particular song so the show theme this week is marine life basically you know uh, as far as uh, animals that live in water, if I can break it down a little bit more into my terms, in layman's terms. Yes, animals that live in the water. And this is the song that kicked off the theme. Thank you once again to Adam. And I appreciate your patience in me getting this on Rock Strikes 10. So kicking off the Marine Life show here this week, this is Ween with The Mollusk.
Rye kicking off the show this week. That was Ween with The Mollusk from the 1997 album of the same name. There you go. And, I, you know, like I said, I, I don't have a lot of Ween, but I thought that was a pretty cool song. And, hey, it gave me a show theme idea, so let's move on here. Staying in the uh, quasi-alternative scene here for a little bit, the second song here is by a group that originally, and supposedly still to this day, doesn't have a name. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they are a, a super group of sorts from Europe. Uh, people I, I tend to like quite a bit. Damon Albarn from Blur and the Gorillas, uh, Alongside uh, Paul Simonon, who I played, I think, on the last episode, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from The Clash, the bass player from The Clash. Danger Mouse producing, playing some keys here and there. Simon Tong from The Verve on guitar. And Tony Allen, a Nigerian percussionist, make up a supergroup. And they put out an album called The Good, The Bad, and The Queen. Now people just call them that, but apparently that's not the official name of the band. I know that's weird, but I was reading up on them. And I, I got this record when it came out, and I really like this record a lot. It's a very nighttime-sounding album. If you're like me, you like dub reggae and that cool, like, dark European wave, as I like to call it. This is a record you're going to want to get. So check it out. This is, for all intents and purposes, The Good, The Bad, and The Queen with Northern Whale.
right, there you go. From the good, the bad, and the queen record, that was Northern Whale. And since it's spelled like the marine life animal, I'm just assuming that that's what the song's about. It almost makes it seem like it's going to be about whales, the, the town in England. Uh, but since I am a, uh American heathen, I know nothing about that area, although I hope to visit someday. Alright, let me just get out of this hole here that I'm in, and let's go all the way across the pond, all the way to my neck of the woods, Texas. A band from Texas you may not have heard yet, but you should. If you're a fan of, like, power pop, like that like that kind of Nick Lowe, Marshall Crenshaw type stuff from the early 80s, I think you're going to like this band. Uh, it's a kind of a collaborative effort from two different bands from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, the band Bowling for Soup and Smile Smile. Jarrett Reddick and Ryan Hamilton got together a few years ago and started a new band called People on Vacation. Uh, very different from what you might expect, especially from Jarrett. But this is just good music. Good pop rock, man. And so this is the first song I ever heard by this band because I saw them uh, play a show a couple of, uh, I guess about a year and a half ago now, the first time I saw them. And they opened up with this song. So without further ado, this is People on Vacation with Lonely Fish. Jump in the water and start swimming 
there you go from my neck of the woods that was people on vacation with lonely fish from the 2012 record called summer and the fall if you like what you heard go check them out tell them rock strikes 10 sent you next song up here an album that's over 20 years old now which makes me feel terribly old but someone i never mind playing on the show and it's one of the first songs i thought of actually representing the shark animal <laughs> uh, is my spirit animal Mr. Diamond David Lee Roth from a very underrated record definitely should give another listen to this or maybe your first listen if you never gave it a chance before uh, it's a cool album from 1991 produced by Bob Rock at the height of his powers an album called A Little Late Enough and this is a song from that this isn't even the best song from the album but it's still super fun so that's why you should check it out so here you go Here's David Lee Roth with Hammerhead Shark.
1991's grossly underrated album, A Little Ain't Enough. That was David Lee Roth with Hammerhead Shark. Uh, the band on that album is uh, some of the people left over from the Skyscraper record, the Bissonette Brothers in the rhythm section there, and actually Steve Hunter there on guitar, who was Dick Wagner's longtime partner in the Alice Cooper group and also originally in the Lou Reed band as well, playing there. And uh, the would-be sensation of guitars in the 90s Jason Becker and Jason's still around of course and we're we're happy he is uh, it's it's a shame yeah I almost can't hear this album without thinking of what would have been with Jason Becker I mean Jason joins the band and he's going to be the next big thing I mean you know he's playing for David Lee Roth the, the last two guitar players he had were Eddie Van Halen and Steve Vai. So he was going to be the next guy, and then he gets Lou Gehrig's disease and he has to hang it up. It's a, it's a damn shame. And like I said, Jason's still around, and he is completely paralyzed, but still does interviews and still makes music with his eyes. You know, that guy, a huge inspiration. So there you go. All right. Uh, from the early 90s to the late 90s, going all the way... Uh, to the Helicopters from 1999, a great album called Grand Rock. And, you know, I, this is one of those instances where I'm like, okay, marine animals, and you type in the search on, on your iTunes library, and I thought, hey, the eel. I know there's a band called the Eels, but is there a song with the word eel in it? And I found it here. Here you go. This is the Helicopters, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, and I do mean that. This is the Electric Index Eel. Just clocking in under two minutes. That was the great 
the late great helicopters with the electric index eel if you don't have any helicopters in your life they're not around anymore but go get all of their records because you will not be disappointed by any of that especially if you like what you heard just there and continue to follow the adventures of Nick Anderson lead singer and guitar player there with his new band Imperial State Electric what a great band uh, Nick Anderson anything you touch it, it's gold in my opinion so I've had a long day today I've, I've already done my work shift for the day and it's super cold outside and I feel like I'm just dragging lethargic I hope it's not reflecting too much on the show here today uh, but we're gonna do a couple of long songs now maybe I'll catch a little bit of fire here at the end next song here on the show of course you're talking marine life you're talking about fish and I don't think there's any band on the face of the planet that has written more songs about fish than Primus they love to fish and they talk about it on their records on their debut studio full-length frizzle fry Primus had a great song called John the Fisherman which was their I think their breakthrough song honestly that was the first time I ever saw him on MTV and yeah, it had some buzz around it. Kirk Hammett plays guitar on that song. Uh, so on the second album, Sailing the Seas of Cheese, they went ahead and did another Fisherman Chronicles song. It actually is the, the subtitle of the song. Fisherman Chronicles Chapter 2. And a, uh, a fun song to play while you're out there trying to catch the big one. This is Primus with Fish On.
Alright, there you go. That was Fish On, Fisherman Chronicles Chapter 2 by Primus, off of the Sailing the Seas of Cheese record. I'd say along with Pork Soda, definitely the, the peak of their success. There was actually a Sailing the Seas of Cheese Deluxe Edition that came out last year. You should definitely check that out, especially if you've never owned that record before. It's a great record, an essential 90s album for damn sure. And speaking of fish, you know, I never thought in my life I would ever watch a show about fishing. But if you've never seen the Off the Hook Extreme Catches show, you definitely should. Uh, of course, I, I got turned on to it because it's hosted by professional wrestler Eric Young. And it's a great show. It's very entertaining. Like I said, I, I, I think fishing shows are horribly boring, but this one's great. You should go check it out. It's on Animal Planet. Uh, in reruns, I, I don't know if the new season's up yet, but, you know, yeah. Great show. Check it out. I just, wh when else am I going to get to bring that show up <laughs> on, on, on Rock Strikes 10? Uh, one more song about fish. Never a chore to play this guy on the show. One of the greatest of all time. Of course, Jason Becker early on the show. Great guitar player. But, of course, they all bow down, and, and rightfully so, to this guy for the most part. The late, great Jimi Hendrix. This is all the way on a compilation called Blues. This is Jimi Hendrix and the Jimi Hendrix experience with Catfish Blues.
I do say so myself. I think that's a great gem of a find in the the vast Hendrix catalog. There you go. That was Catfish Blues. You can find that on the Blues compilations. Just called Blues. And that song is credited. I think actually it's got a public domain credit on the record. But if I'm not mistaken, that was actually written by this guy named Robert Petway, a very 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 early blues guy. Uh, he, he, like, Robert Johnson only did, like, what, 30 songs? They said this guy only recorded 16 songs. Uh, but uh, they give him credit for paving the way for John Lee Hooker, Muddy Waters, and, of course, Jimmy. Th- that makes this guy definitely one of the earliest influential blues guys of all times. So there you go. There's a Robert Petway. Go go look him up. There's the, the picture they have of him. Like, of course, I'm getting this from Wikipedia, the be-all, end-all, right? But... There's this photo of him from 1941, and he looks badass. It's like the only photograph in existence of this guy. And yeah, he he actually kind of looks like Black Joe Lewis, honestly. Uh, but yeah, he looks like a bad motherfucker on there. So go look up Robert Petway on Wikipedia. P-E-T-W-A-Y. All right. Next song here on the show uh, from a band I, I I I'm sure I've played quite a bit on the show. It's it's they're a great band. They're a lot of fun. So once again, never a chore to play them. And uh, this is actually my favorite song off of a not-so-great record, in my opinion, from 2001. This is a song by Weezer from the Green Album. This is Crab.
Alright, there you go, from the 2001 album, officially called Weezer, but of course it's the green album to all of us. And I said before the song it, it was a not-so-great record. The album has actually aged better. Uh, it's a better listen now, for sure, than it was when it came out. Because when it came out, I was just like, 30 minutes after a, a six-year wait? It just kind of made me mad, kind of on principle. But now that I'm you know, definitely disassociated from that method of thinking and they're putting out consistent material... You know, I like the record a lot better now, so it's definitely worth it, especially, you know, get a half price or something, you know. Uh, but yeah, there you go, Weezer, and that was Crab. With the Marine Life theme continuing, we only have two more songs left on the show here, and they're going to be both very odd for different reasons, but that's the way we like it here on Rock Strikes 10. Going to play a song by a band here who actually, uh, their name is an animal, not a marine animal, but here you go. Something by Jackal. And this is from 1998. It was uh, one of the new songs on their Choice Cuts Best Of. Good Best Of, by the way. If, if you don't have anything Jackal, this is the album to get. Choice Cuts. It's got all the big hits on there, all the ones you would recognize, and some, uh, some really good gems on there. But uh, the best stuff of the first uh, four records, it's got that Brian Johnson duet locked and loaded on there, and it's got this real oddball cover of this song. You know this song very well, and you're like, oh, he's going to play this song. If I'm going to play this song, I'm going to play a weird cover version or an alternate version, because it's just too obvious. So let's leave it to Jackal to do it here. This is I Am The Walrus. The 
sound of Beatles purists unsubscribing from the show. I know. I really hope you're not. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. That was fun for me. That was Jackal with I Am the Walrus, of course, made famous by the Beatles. One of the better Beatles songs of all time, right? Actually, Magical Mystery Tour is one of my favorites they ever did, even though I know it's not a proper album, per se. It's a collection of songs for a soundtrack, but a lot of the songs on there are some of my all-time favorites by them, so there you go. Actually, Help is one of my other really favorite Beatles albums, so... Yeah, that that's interesting. All the movie soundtracks. So Hard Day's Night, great record, too. Yeah, the soundtracks of the Beatles, very underrated, I think. You know, if, if it's possible for the Beatles to be underrated in any way, that might be the one thing. All right, last song on the show here. Gonna play something by a band I don't play nearly enough on the show, but great band, especially... I struggle to find good modern metal out there, especially something that's not... It's weird. I love European rock, but uh, if this makes sense, too overtly European metal doesn't really get me. You know, the the power metal, I'm just not a huge fan of it. If uh, You know, it's, it's too proggy. I like prog, but I don't know. I guess I like a little bit more pop in my prog and not too much metal. Uh, but this band rides that wave so well. I don't know, but just a really cool band. Putting something original in the metal, but still keeping that classic sense. So I, I really do like Mastodon a lot. And uh, it's been the last few years that I really got into them, because when they first came out, it was almost like people would go, Oh, Joey, you'll like this band. And you probably hear that from some of your friends every now and then. And sometimes you don't like that band at all. And you're just like, you don't know me at all, do you? But... You know, when they were saying that, I thought they were kind of messing with me, but turns out Mastodon is a great freaking band. Closing out the show here just properly, this is Octopus Has No Friends.
All right, there you go. That was the great Mastodon closing off the show here this week. That was Octopus Has No Friends from The Hunter from 2011. Go check them out. Uh, I haven't heard a bad record by them yet, so keep it going, Mastodon. Like I said, they are a little proggy. You can definitely tell they like their rush, but they also know how to write a tune. Uh, and a good heavy one at that. All right, that's going to do it for the show here. Please go to cnjradio.com, home of Rock Strikes 10, all that. The email, joey at cnjradio.com, the link to the Twitter and the Facebook. Write me, I will read it on the show. I've got some letters to read. I'll do that on the next episode. Thank you, everybody, for writing and taking the time out. It means a lot to me. It always makes my day. But like I said, go to cnjradio.com, home of Rock Strikes 10. Also, the flagship, the Wrestling House Show. New episodes coming soon. And The Synaptic with Randy Brown, a true alternative, alternative to my show, even. And you should check it out. It's the best of both worlds on cnjradio.com. All right, till the next one, have fun.